the Way City Church, located in Woodbridge, Virginia, is led by Pastor Marlon Yearwood and exists to reach the lost and disciple the believer. We're going to be in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12, so if you have your Bibles, please turn there. 2 Samuel 12. Now, here's the backstory. David, at the time when kings are supposed to go to war in the spring of that year, he decides to stay home. And while he's home, he sees one of his soldiers, his, his wife, is bathing on the roof and he sees her and he tells his servants to bring her to him, to the palace. And she comes to him and the Bible says that he, he sleeps with that woman who was married to one of his most faithful and loyal soldiers. And David, he finds out that the woman that he's slept with, that she's now pregnant with his baby. So immediately he, he tells her husband to come up with the battlefield and he tries to get him to be intimate with his wife to cover up his, his sin so that he would believe that the baby is his. But Uriah was a man of integrity. And he said that while the, the soldiers of my Lord are on the battlefield in war, how dare I go home and enjoy the pleasures of my wife? So he tries, David tries over and over again for a few nights to get him to go and be intimate with his wife, but he refuses and he sleeps on the palace floor. David even gets him drunk one night to try to get him to go and be intimate with his wife, but he would not. So then David decides, he says, hey, um, Uriah, take this letter, take this note back to the commander of the army, which was Joab. And David had wrote a note that Uriah took back to the commander of the army that was his death sentence. And the note read that when Uriah is in battle, put him on the front line and then I want all the soldiers in the army to withdraw from him so that he would be killed in battle. And David sent this note with Uriah, the man who he was setting up to be killed. And Uriah faithfully didn't read that note, he was a faithful man and a faithful soldier and he goes and he gives this note to Joab, the commander of the army. And then what happens is Joab reads it and they go to battle and they leave him on the front line. And Uriah is killed in battle. David just goes along his life. Like everything's normal. He, Uriah dies and David decides to, to marry Uriah's wife because now he's dead and he marries Bathsheba and he continues with his life and time has passed. Then the prophet Nathan comes to him and gives him a parable that helps him to understand that the sin that he has committed is serious. And David, by the parable that Nathan gives to him, he realizes, man, I truly have sinned, and I've sinned against the Lord. And his eyes were opened. 
and, and weeks had passed and months had passed and David was, was, was in his sin without repentance until the prophet came to him and gave him this parable. Now all of a sudden his eyes are open and he sees his sin. And now we get to 2 Samuel 12 and I'm going to read from verse 15. Or from verse 13. So David said to Nathan, he said, I have sinned against the Lord. And he truly realized this and he said, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, that it became ill, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. When David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said to his servants, is, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Verse 20. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servant said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Amen. Powerful, powerful story here that's recorded for us today in 20. 21. David 
pleaded with the Lord, his, his sin was forgiven, and he pleaded with the Lord for his child. There are some of us in here that have young children. And David had seven days with his newborn son, whom he loved and whom he adored. And he fasted and he wept. And he interceded and he cried out and he begged the Lord to save his son. And the Lord said, no. The Lord said, this is the consequence and the result of your sin. And David, he's not eating, he's not drinking, and he's, he's laid out on the ground and he's weeping day after day. And the servants, they're, they're even afraid, they're terrified. Because they've seen how David has been reacting these past seven days. And now they're like, how do we break the news to this man that's already distraught. How do we break the news that his child now is dead? And they said he may do some harm. I don't know, maybe harm to them, maybe harm to himself, I don't know. But they were afraid that he would hurt someone. And then they told him. The Bible says that David, he arose, he changed his clothes. He anointed himself, he washed, and then he worshiped God. Selah, Selah, ponder. He worshipped the Lord. There are just a few observations that I want to give before we dive into worship this morning. David worshipped God through disappointment, number one. He worshipped God through disappointment. David worshipped God out of death, number two. And David worshipped God without delay, number three. He worshipped God through disappointment. What he wanted, what he was expecting to happen. David believed, David had faith, a man of faith. David had seen God answer his prayers in the past. David knew that God was faithful to the prayers of his children and he prayed and he fasted and he wept and he said, God can do this. And he said, God will do this. And it didn't happen. The disappointment. David worshipped God through disappointment. Not only was it disappointment, but it was the ultimate for us as human beings, death. It's one thing to pray for a loved one when they're sick. It's hard and it's difficult. But it's another thing to bury them. Now his son is dead. He's gone. He's not coming back. And David... His response was, I'm going to worship God through this. Makes no sense to the, to the natural man. The Bible speaks about the peace of God keeping our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
And there was nothing but the peace of the Lord that could keep David from falling apart. And the last point that I love is the fact that David worshipped God without delay. It was intentional and it was immediate. He heard the news that his child died and the very next thing that he did, changed his clothes and he entered into the sanctuary of the Lord to worship. That's the, it's the very first thing that he did without delay. That's unnatural. He quickly and intentionally fixed his eyes onto God. Now, why did he do this? I think there was a lot of wisdom in, in David doing this. I believe that it's no coincidence that the, that the two most famous titles that David is known for is a man after God's own heart and a worshipper. The worshipper of God will always be the man after his heart. The worshipper of God will always be the man after his heart. But why did, why did David quickly respond with worship? Quickly. I believe that Satan's voice is always louder outside of worship. Satan's voice is always loudest outside of worship. And it's during the in-between times that the other voices are most vocal. The in-between times, that's when you hear the voices like Job's wife. After he suffered death and loss, and her voice is loud and she says, why don't you just curse God and die? That's when you begin to hear voices like that. The, it's in the in-between times. There's loss, there's destruction, there's death. And now these voices, these other voices become so loud. And David gave no room for the enemy to speak. But he immediately went straight into the sanctuary of the Lord and began to worship. There was no space for Satan to speak to him. Because he entered the sanctuary of the Lord. Let's do the same in 2021. May, may the word for us this year in 2021 be that every time that we hear news that does not favor us, every time that we hear death, that we hear bad news, that our first response in 2021 would be worship. We'll figure out the details later. You can speak to me later. You can call me later. But the first thing in 2021, when you hear bad news, my decree to you is worship. Do not give the enemy time to speak. But worship him. Amen? Let's stand up, please.
Bow your heads, please. Job said in Job 13, 15, he said, though he... Job, by the way, he rebuked the voice of his wife. Job in Job 13, 15 says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He says, I'm, 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 I'm sick. I've lost wealth. I've lost my family. And he said, listen, even if he slays me, even if I die, I will trust in him. The three Hebrew men in Daniel chapter 3, they were told to worship the foreign gods or else. Worship the, the foreign gods or else. And what was their response? Spontaneously, without hesitation. <laughs> then we will worship him in the fire. <laughs> because we will not bow before you and worship you. Then we will worship him in the fire. Because we're not bowing. We're not giving our worship. We're not surrendering our worship to you. Without hesitation. The Bible states that basically they didn't even uh, think twice. Father, we bless you and we praise you and we thank you for David's testimony. We thank you that this is a man after your own heart. This was a worshiper. He learned from his sin. He learned from his mistake. And Lord, we also know that on David's deathbed, when David was old, his servants came to him and said, hey, we can bring you a young woman to keep you warm. And David, he denied it and rejected it because he had learned from his mistake and had learned from his sin. Father, we thank you for the lessons of David. Father, may we worship you through disappointment. May we worship you through death and out of death. And may we worship you without delay. May we worship you. So we have no idea what 2021 has in store for us. We have no idea. And we don't care. What we know is that we will worship you for the next 365 days as we do today. We will worship you into 2022, regardless of what the next 360 plus days have in store for us. We have made up our minds to worship you. And we begin right now, today, in this moment, and in this place. We'd love to hear from you. Visit us at thewaycitychurch.org.